What does a fully committed, faithful follower of Jesus look and act like? Well, in Luke 8, we have a little bit of a glimpse at that. Starting in verse 1, it says, Soon afterwards, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Husa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and the disciples. Now, a little bit of context. Luke starts by briefly summarizing Jesus' ministry of proclaiming the good news of God's kingdom and the ministry of healing. And the twelve were with him. We've grown to expect that. They went pretty much everywhere he went. But isn't it interesting that in verse 2 it goes on to include some women? That certain women followed Jesus indicates that his attitude toward women was quite different from the attitude of most first century rabbis, where women shouldn't teach, where women should, women should follow their husbands, where women, well, they weren't involved. Here were these women who apparently were part of Jesus' regular crowd. There was Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Luke mentioned this in order to show the severity of her problem and therefore the greatness of Jesus' miracle of healing deliverance. Joanna was mentioned next. The only other time Joanna appears in the New Testament is in Luke 24.10 when it says it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened when they found Jesus' tomb empty. Apparently, Joanna stuck with it all the way through the resurrection. Joanna was the wife of Husa, the manager of Herod's household, and although Jesus' preaching found a favorable audience primarily among the poor, apparently some of the wealthy, like Joanna, also welcomed it. And then the third one was Susanna, and that's the only reference to her in New Testament, so we don't know much about her except that she was there and she was a follower. These women were helping to financially support the ministry of Jesus and the Twelve out of their own means. So these women were apparently well-to-do, or at least comfortable. The Greek verb, were helping, is the Greek term diakoneo, from which we get the word deacon, and it really means to actively serve, literally kicking up the dust because of being on the move so much. They were serving. They were a part of what Jesus had going on in his ministry. So these women didn't just give. They cared. They served. They followed. We can learn a couple lessons from this. Having to depend on finances from others was a part of Jesus' humbling. Don't forget, he came from all of the riches in heaven. Everything was available to him. And yet in his ministry, he self-limited to the point where he came to serve and there was no heavenly bankroll or pennies from heaven to depend on. Others depended on Jesus. Jesus depended on Others, for example, all of these women had experienced healing or deliverance or some other ministry from Jesus. No wonder they wanted to follow him. And then they put their money where their mouth is. Matthew 6, 19 says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal them. Store your treasures in heaven, the kingdom of heaven, where moths and rust can't destroy. Thieves do not break in and steal. Because wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. See, those who share in the costs of ministry participate as partners in that ministry. Those women took part in making ministry possible, so also 
they take part in the reward. 1 Corinthians 3 says, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow and the one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And get this, both will be rewarded for their own hard work. There's a reward in following Jesus and being a part of what he wants to do. Matthew 10 says, if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Givers are a needed, vital part of the team. They were also long-term vital parts. These women who followed and supported Jesus during the Galilean campaign continued to follow him through to the very end. Matthew 27 says, many women who had come from Galilee with Jesus to care for him, this is at the crucifixion, were watching from a distance. And guess who's named again among them? Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Here's the first indication that anyone who supported Jesus followed him all the way to the cross. Even the disciples had fled, though John returned a small time later. Many women, however, were more than loyal. These women had cared for him. They had invested in his ministry. They are to us a demonstration of what a committed follower of Jesus gives and does and how they live. Lord, we pray that these women whose lives and names were worthy of a mention in the Bible would act each and every day as an example to us of how we as Christ followers should be as well. Lord, help us by your spirit to be that kind of follower. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So keep on following, keep the faith.